Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When the MCs came, tell them about the names and two performs. Hello and welcome to 98% Aggie, GoodBullHunting.com's interview podcast series. This is Cuppy Cup, and today I'm joined by my co-host Rush Roberts. And we're Howdy. oh sorry, and we're very pleased to be uh, introducing you to Stephen Garcia, number five from the South Carolina Gamecocks via Tampa Bay, if I'm not mistaken. Stephen played for the Gamecocks from 2007 to 2011. Uh, He won an SEC East title along the way and led the Gamecocks to a victory over number one, Alabama. How are you doing tonight, Stephen? Doing well, man. Doing well. uh, I haven't been on one of these in a long time, so I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. What are you up to now? I know you were with Saturday Down South for a while. Yeah, I mean, I'm still doing some stuff with them. Uh, It's not as much as I was told I was going to be doing um, originally. Uh, They've had some uh, management issues, so that's kind of getting worked out right now. Actually, but uh, you know, on the side right now, I'm just doing uh, mainly just quarterback training uh, down here in Tampa. Then I host a uh, little trip quarterback training camp up in South Carolina once a month. Usually about there for four four to five days. Uh, you know, started off with just one person asked me to come up there and help train his kid, and it's turned out the last uh, last time I was up there, there was about 45 kids. So it's uh, it's blown up pretty good, and you know, I'm uh, I'm really enjoying it. It's actually got me in back in shape, believe it or not. I needed it to happen. I'd, uh, that media business will put some unwanted weight on you. I'll tell you that. Oh, nice. I'm going to start using that as my excuse, but I think I brought the weight in with me. <laughs> the, was, <laughs> so what, what age groups are you working with in those, those quarterback training situations? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it varies. Uh, there's kids that from nine years old all the way to, uh, I had three kids that were preparing for their pro day, um, this off season. So I mean, it's, it's been, it's all over the place. Yeah. That's awesome. Tell us what it's like to be recruited by Spurrier. Like, what's your first impression? You're a high school senior, and Steve Spurrier shows up at your house. Well, I mean, it was it was pretty cool. Um, you know, when he was recruiting me, I mean, he's he's one of the better recruiters that I, uh, you know, was around. You know, the, the interesting part was, you know, graduating high school early, and you know, kind of being told to, to graduate early, and um, you know, getting on campus. And during the entire recruiting process, he's like, "Yeah, you know, keep your long hair, keep your beard. You know, as long as you can play, I don't care what you look like." Next thing you know, I get a campus on uh, in January, and uh, the first first day of season, he said, "All right, Garcia, you're going to cut your hair and shave your beard, right?" <laughs> and I'm looking at him, I'm like, uh, "Absolutely not! No, I'm not doing that." You, <laughs> the last eight months, you told me I didn't have to do that. I didn't have to do that. So, oh man! Long story short, that was uh, we got off to a rough start, and you know, obviously, the rest is history. So, <laughs> you know, Spurrier one, Garcia zero. <laughs> Ouch. Do you have a Steve Spurrier impersonation? I know some of his other former players do a pretty good impression. Uh, I typically do, but you know, with, uh, with my voice the way it is right now, I don't think I'd be able to do uh, a very good one. <laughs> very Next time, maybe. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Some people, some, some people have that, uh, that ability to do that voice thing. I, I don't know if I can do a coach Spurrier one very good anyway. Rush, do you have a Steve Spurrier <laughs> impersonation? <laughs> no, I don't. I was thinking of uh, James Bates. Linebacker from Florida does a really good. Oh one. yeah, I just thought it was only fair to put you on the spot. 
he's the best man. No, I've heard his, his uh, impression. I mean, it's, it's pretty damn good. So, Stephen, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Texas A&M and South Carolina are permanent rivals now. So I wanted to get your take on that rivalry. How intense is it? How how meaningful is it to you personally? You know, unfortunately, I uh, didn't get a chance to play against Texas and I would have absolutely loved to. Um, but unfortunately, I wasn't able to be part of that. Uh, but I think it's pretty cool. I mean, that's got to be one of the, the furthest uh, venues away from South Carolina, probably in the entire Southeastern Conference. So, you know, I think it's good for the, uh, for the for both programs and, you know, it should be an interesting to, to see if, you know, Texas A&M starts recruiting in South Carolina and, and vice versa. So I don't know. I think it's, uh, I think it's going to be beneficial for both, both programs. Hey, you can give us some, some leads on the, uh, the players in, from your camps, right. And direct them toward Texas A&M if they're any good. I'll try, man. I'll tell you what, I definitely prefer Adidas over Under Armour. And, uh, you know, I think Texas A&M is a pretty cool little spot. Oh, nice. So we've, we've tried to hook up a few times to get you down for some, some good bull hunting tailgating. Um, I, that offer is still on the table. Any season that you want to try to make it down this way? I'll tell you what, I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking this season. Yeah, that would be great. I'm in. You just, just pack a suitcase full of Waffle House and, and head on down and we'll be ready to go. <laughs> Waffle House? What's up with we'll, that? We'll provide the rest. Well, we don't have any Waffle Houses in College Station. Um, so we're, oh, I, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing, but just because we don't have it, we're desperate for, for some Waffle House. Yeah. <laughs> we got one. Everyone probably right. wouldn't want it. Yeah, but. it would, it would go out of business <laughs> after three weeks or something, but we, we really want to give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds good, man. Yeah. I love it. We definitely got to figure it out and, uh, make a plan for this, uh, this upcoming season. All right. Good deal. All right. Steven, do you have any, uh, SEC quarterback that you think is going to surprise anybody this year, 2016? You know, it's it's, it's kind of tough to say. I, I haven't really paid much attention to the uh, to the off season kind of stuff. Um, you know, this this season, I am kind of interested to see what y'all's uh, situation is going to be like. You know, I don't know much about the uh, the quarterback situation in in uh, College Station. You know, I, truthfully, I don't really know much about it at South Carolina either. I, you know, I think Perry Orth will probably start the season just because he's got you know the, um, you know a little bit more time under the uh, under center. Um, but I, I do know that, um, you know, the coaches are really high up on the freshman Brandon McElwain. You know, I haven't seen him play much, so I don't really have a opinion of him, but, um, you know, what's really kind of surprised me, believe it or not, is, you know, Josh Dobbs, I thought was really going to kind of take over the league. And, you know, it, it's, I don't know if it's just a Tennessee thing or what it is, but they just haven't been able to, uh, you know, really make a, a huge push in, uh, in, you know, the national level. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how that uh, how that whole thing plays out. Honestly, we don't know a whole lot about Texas A&M's quarterback situation <laughs> either. Um, other than Trevor Knight is uh, is supposed to be the starter. Do you do you know anything about Trevor Knight? I mean, he's a little after your time, so I'm, I'm not sure. I, I remember him playing uh, against uh, Alabama in the, in, when he played at Oklahoma. But other than that, you know, I saw him play this year. You know, he, he does some pretty good things and. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I mean, is he the starter from, you know, what you guys uh, kind of gathered? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think he was officially named the starter already. Wasn't he rush? Uh, yeah. After spring practice. Yeah. So we, uh, okay. we like to think about the Alabama performance as well. Uh, cause <laughs> we put all of our, all of our hope on his, on his good performances. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, yeah, that was a, that was a hell of a performance he put on against that, uh, Alabama team. I was kind of shocked, surprised by that. Yeah, we're expecting that every game. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, no, re- no unreasonable expectations. Anything here. less than we will want to fire someone. 
<laughs> I know how it goes. I know exactly how that goes. Yeah, Stephen, you mentioned Tennessee earlier. I was going to get your take on that. Do you think this is the year they finally live, live up to their hype? Do you think they have a chance at the East, or who do you like to win the East? You know, I, I have no idea. I don't know if I, I'd like him to. I, I am a Josh Dobbs fan. I like uh, I like his play on the field, and you know, I think he's a sharp kid. Obviously, he's a you know, whatever the hell he is. A, uh, what, what what is his major again? Something in in space. I should have prefaced this whole thing with we don't know anything about football or or players. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's some he's some like engineering major for like you know spatial equipment. I don't know I don't know what it is. But it's pretty pretty intense. Um, but yeah, I mean it's you know it's kind of the same thing with Tennessee almost every year, and that's kind of been their shtick lately. Is you know they keep saying that they're supposed to win the SEC East, and they just never been able to. Right. You know uh, as of late. So you know I don't know. We'll uh, we'll see we'll see what they can do. I mean I don't know what their schedule is. But I do know that you know Knoxville is a very difficult place to play in. So I don't know. We'll we'll see how it plays out. I think we play there this year. Oh, do we? We can we can edit a big uh, commentary about that in after the show if we actually do play them. <laughs> so, Stephen, we had a our last athletic director was not terribly popular in College Station. Uh, Eric Hyman, I think he's someone you're probably mm-hmm. familiar yep. with. He was the AD at South Carolina while you played there. Do you have any good Eric Hyman stories for us? I uh, I don't have any good stories about that guy at all. Um, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't really go out. Obviously, I didn't go out to South Carolina on good terms. Um, you know, it's just it's still. I mean, even talking about it now, kind of is upsetting. You know, pisses me off. But, uh, but you know, he he was a guy that I uh, was not a huge fan of. You know, really since since day one. And uh, you know, it it was kind of me and Spurrier, you know, headbutting each other all the time. But I mean, just him and his uh, you know, kind of power control type deal was. You know, just it didn't bode very well with me and mm-hmm. you know my personality, and just not a huge fan of that guy. I'll just uh, I'll leave it at oh. that. <laughs> All right, fair enough. We uh, that's our mission statement here on ninety eight percent Aggie is to to bring on guests and then try to piss them off um, to to whatever extent we're <laughs> oh, able. I'm, I'm I'm not pissed off at y'all. I'm <laughs> pissed off at myself. No, I get it. <laughs> I get it. The um, and uh, I th- I actually think maybe I I DM'd you when when we found out he was coming over. And and you kind of cautioned me that that it may not be the the greatest situation for <laughs> for the Aggies and and it turned out to to be true. What do you know? Yep. Finally, man. Finally, my I, my book is starting to gain a little bit of a leverage now. Now that people are starting to see the real the real deal with that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stephen, tell us about playing against John Chavis' defense when he was at Tennessee in two thousand eight. Yeah, I put, yeah, that's uh, I put, that's when I got freaking tackled by the damn uh, referee look on YouTube and see Steven Garcia tackle by referee. I mean, it's, it's pretty popular. I'm, I'm uh, definitely we heading running, there. <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we, uh, we were running a little zone read and, uh, I went to go make a freaking move. And the, the, you'll, you'll see the video. The, the guy was like, I think he was the first African American, all American, uh, linebacker or on defense in the entire SEC. And he went to Kentucky and we just played Kentucky the week before. And uh, I was I got put in late. I was a, a backup. Got put in late and ended up leading like a comeback to win the game. And that's all kind of BS or whatever. But uh, yeah, so we were running a little zone read by the goal line, and I went to you know make a move and cut towards the end zone. And uh, he kind of shuffled, shuffled, and gave me a little forearm shiver and uh, <laughs> knocked my ass down. Oh, so this was he actually tackled you. It wasn't like you just ran into the guy. 
Are you watching have you seen it? No, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna uh add a link to the to the podcast uh, post so that <laughs> so everyone can enjoy it. I I missed it, but uh but I can't wait to watch it now. Maybe I'll set it to music. Uh, man, it was brutal, man. I'm telling you, I got up and I, I mean I can't say on on this podcast what I asked him or you know what I told him, but <laughs> you know, there was there was there's some profanity in there. <laughs> sure. And then did you get flagged for that or or did he realize that it was appropriate? No, he was. I don't even know if he heard me. I mean, it was, everybody was just kind of in shock yeah. and all like, "What the hell did we just see?" <laughs> oh man, that sounds like something that uh, that we as Aggies would would accuse Texas of doing. Um, but but I've never. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that actually manifest uh, in a game situation. Yeah, you have to get a get a little kick out of it. I mean, it's embarrassing as hell for me, but I mean, I, I laugh at it about it now. <laughs> Steven, I have to ask about the infamous hotel room incident and in Atlanta before the Chick-fil-A bowl, you know, how much of what we've heard is urban legend and, and how much is actually true. I've seen stories with, you know, five naked women and just a, a huge bender. Can you kind of address the rumors and, and let us know what actually happened there? Uh, one of the rumors that is kind of a setting is that they said it was the night before the game. That was a rumor, um, and I will leave it at that. <laughs> well, that part of it's actually pretty interesting because I think a lot of news sites, right, actually ran with that as a night before the game. And it's no, so we were there. We were there for uh, was it four nights? Three or four nights, and the whole thing happened on on the, the first night we were there. So, you know, when they started saying that it was the night before the game, that's when I was kind of. I wasn't really pissed off about the other stuff. It was more about them saying that it was the night before the game that really was upsetting. Right. I mean, to me, yeah. many of the details of that story are kind of admirable. Um, and I, I try to live vicariously through these through these legends. So I guess congratulations in a sense, even though I know the, the ending wasn't, you know, what you would hope for. But uh, it's it's quite a story. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a fun time. I'll, uh, as I said earlier, I'm a uh, I'm holding out before I uh, before I come out with the uh, the full the full disclosure on that. Yeah, deal. I think you you might want to wait for the book deal, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I keep people wondering, man. That's what uh, that's what helps it survive, I guess. <laughs> maybe maybe even an HBO series miniseries. That would be uh, that'd be terrific. It's like an entourage <laughs> spinoff. The um, <laughs> but I, I I can appreciate what you're saying about the Chick Fil A bowl, and you're there for like four nights because we were in the Chick Fil A bowl. We played Duke. Um, recently, and I remember the team arrived. It seemed like five weeks before the game, and they were having karaoke contests and bowling contests. I mean, the team was—it just oh, seemed yeah. like an inordinately long period of time to be in Atlanta it before was so the game. So much stuff, so many events. Yeah, like a whole week. they would go karting. Yeah, bowling. Uh, yep, I remember. Yeah, we did. We did all those. Uh, that pretty much the exact same stuff. Did you guys do the? Uh... What was that? The like Brazilian steakhouse thing to see who ate the most uh, food. I think they did that with Chick Fil A nuggets. It was uh, they had a nugget eating contest. I could be making that up. I don't. It's just it seems like like something I saw because they were sending us videos uh, to repost on SB Nation, and um, yeah, there was some kind of eating contest. Oh yeah, and I'll tell you what, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't. Eat, I love Chick Fil A to death, but I could not eat Chick Fil A for like a year after that damn game. <laughs> I guess all they gave us. Other than the Brazilian steakhouse. 
And with all the go-karting and bowling and I mean, you're going to you're going to run into uh, a lot of women. So I don't know what their expectations were, but, you know, I think I think what they discovered in the hotel room was was perfectly reasonable. Yeah, those activities really attract the women. Yeah, the go-karting in particular. Yeah, they love it. They absolutely love it. Stephen, on I mentioned in our kind of pre-show chat that the the South Carolina website uh, mentions that your hobbies are watching ancient war movies and samurai swords. Can you tell us your favorite ancient war movie? Samurai swords? Huh? That, this is on the this is on the South Carolina website. <laughs> it is. It is indeed. Oh my! Well, they they also laud many of your accomplishments on there, so that's good. But then just it's just a one liner at the end that says ancient war movies and samurai swords are your other interests. Uh, well, I mean, I uh, I am a huge fan of like you know the ancient Greek stuff and ancient Roman stuff. Uh, I will say that. Uh, I really, I mean, it's just really kind of war movies in general. Uh, I'm a big fan of. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've got. I've got like a few swords. I don't, I don't collect swords or it's not a hobby of mine. Uh, you know, I got a few guns too, but I mean, that's, I'm not, not a hobby of mine. That's uh, that's absolutely hysterical. <laughs> it's if it's, um, if it's not a hobby, I'll go ahead and scratch my next question, which was how many people have you killed with a samurai sword? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as far, as far as movies go, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, you know, Troy, uh, like Braveheart a lot. Um, the American Sniper. I mean, all those, all those type of movies. I'm a, I'm a big fan of. It's the blood flowing. In order to properly clickbait the podcast, we have to ask about Johnny Manziel. Um, do you know Johnny personally? Have you been following all the the trials and tribulations recently? I have, and you know, there's there's actually a funny story behind that. So when Eric Hyman left South Carolina um, to Texas A&M, and he brought the head academic advisor, Raymond Harrison, which is, I don't know if it's still there or not. Okay. We, we um, don't either. <laughs> well, so he, uh, he brought him over there and this was when I was in uh, the, my off season between uh, seasons in the CFL. And I get a call from, you know, some random number. And I re- re- usually never answer him, but for some reason I answered it. And it was Raymond Harrison. He's like, Hey, Mr. Garcia. And I'm like, who the hell is this? <laughs> and he said, uh, it's Raymond Harrison. And you know, I'm, you know, you remember me? And I was like, yeah, I remember you, man. What, what, what do you want? You know, I'm not a huge fan of that guy. Okay. Either, long story short, but uh, you know, he's like, yeah, I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, you know, I'm at Texas A&M, and you know, we have a quarterback who uh, who reminds me an awful lot about an uh, awful lot of you. He's like, do you know what I'm talking about? I'm like, uh, yeah, the guy that just won the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, I'm, I'm crystal clear on who who you're <laughs> referring to. And he's like, you know, would you uh, would you mind giving him a call and you know try to uh, try to talk to him about you know what not to do and you know stuff like that. I'm like, Raymond, who are you kidding, man? No, I'm not. I'm not doing you any favors, first of right. all. Second off, the guy just, the guy just won the freaking Heisman Trophy. He's not going to listen to a goddamn thing that I have to say. So, you know, but I ended up calling and, you know, just kind of shooting, shooting this stuff with him. And, uh, you know, Connor Shaw, who was um, a backup at South Carolina, and, you know, is now with the Browns, you know, uh, you know, he's talked to him. I mean, he, he, he said Johnny was, you know, a great teammate. He absolutely, you know, he, he helped him a lot. You know, and, uh, and uh, you know, just in really everything, and you know, he was a fan of them. So, you know, I, I don't really have anything negative to say about him. I mean, it's it is it's pretty it's pretty tough seeing kind of what the stuff that he's going through. Right. You know, unfortunate. I hope hopefully he can, you know, kind of rebound. Uh, uh-huh. You know, that was that's a rough uh, that's a rough year for him right now. So, 
you know, I'm, I'm hoping the best for him. And, you know, he's, I don't know. I don't know what's, what's really going through the mind right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope that even though you did call him to kind of shoot the bull, I hope you, uh, you didn't tell the academic advisor that you called him. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to make him feel like he mission accomplished, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, now looking back, he's probably like, oh man, what the, what the hell did Garcia tell him? I mean, look at him now. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. He's, you're, you're getting, getting the blame pinned on you now, right? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised with those guys. Yeah. All right, Steven. Well, I think that's everything we have. Thanks so much for coming on with us. And, uh, and we, we have an open invite for you to join us on our other podcast, uh, the, the bull cast, which is a little more colorful. And um, I think we could we could get into some some good stuff there. But uh, but thanks so much for joining us. And uh, I really hope you do come down. It's it's a sincere invite to join us in Aggie land for a tailgate. I, I don't know. Are we at South Carolina or are they coming to us this year? It's away this year. We're at South Carolina. It's away. OK, so next year you definitely have to come down for the SC game. Absolutely. I will. Uh, I'm going to look at the schedule. Let's, uh, let's definitely try to get something together. Uh, I mean, I'm down for that. Going for that, uh, the other podcast as well. And I'm definitely planning on coming up there for a game this year, uh, this year. All right. We'll keep us posted. We will, uh, have all the provisions. All right. Perfect. All right. Thanks so much. Great. Appreciate it, Stephen. Yes, thanks. Absolutely, guys. I, yes, sir. I appreciate it, guys. My heart.